figure out. All right. Okay. So welcome everybody to episode number 12 of the journey of self-love through self-care. I am super excited today because I have got a friend on here who I actually met a few weeks ago and I really feel super connected with. And this is Joby and he is, his business and his creation is Breathe to Heal. So the reason I've invited Joby on today is first of all, we did a little collab together um, just before Christmas and it was um, a bit of yoga, a bit of breath work and a sound journey. And I had a fantastic time being guided by Joby through his breath work as I went into the sound journey. And I also did a little workshop with you the week before or a few days before and you sort of took us for a really deep breath work which I wasn't expecting to be so long if I'm totally honest and it was really really cool it took me to a place of feeling really blissful and really really just naturally high which was amazing and as someone that used to be like a, a weed smoker and used to like all my party drugs it's really nice to find that breath work can take me to that level and the next day I don't wake up feeling like shit and I still feel like a normal person and I haven't chewed half my face off if I've been out raving as well. So it's all good. And it's also a lot better for my lungs because I'm not putting something into my lungs like smoking weed and stuff like that as well. So I'm just doing this and generating it myself. So I just wanted you to give yourself like just talk a bit about you, about what you do, like what got you on this journey, like what got you into the business of breathing, which just sounds crazy when we say that, but yeah, exactly. What, what I, get, I, get, to, I get paid to breathe. I get paid to breathe. Yeah. What led you to learn to breathe properly? <laughs> so basically I've had seven near death misses. Um, first major one was about 15 years ago where I scaffolded and fell from 70 foot, landed on my head. Uh, I tried big 49 metal staples, putting my head, holding my head together, brain surgery. Um, so, yeah, that was the start of my uh, dark time. I had a couple of years where it was just grueling. How old was you when it happened? Uh, about 26. Okay. Um, and then someone, to get me through it, someone said, I think you should check out meditation. What was you like when you say you got like, all this happened? Was you in hospital? Could you walk? Uh, yeah, so it's quite funny. I was supposed to be where I had brain surgery and everything. I was supposed to have been in hospital for about minimum of 15 <laughs> weeks. After one week, I went over there, was a Pizza Express over the road, and I could see it from my window. And motivation. <laughs> I was so hungry one day. I walked over there, I had my gown on, I had two black eyes, 49 metal staples in my head. And just to give you a like, I've got a big dent in my head now. So I walked over to Pizza Express in this gown, black eyes, staples in my head. And I walked in, and the guys in Pizza Express just went, what the fuck has happened to you? <laughs> gave you a free pizza. <laughs> no, I had to pay for it. Um, but I walked back into the hospital, um, all my bum shut, you know, in the gowns. <laughs> I walked back in and my professor was standing in reception and he looked at me and he went, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just... Doctor went, I was hungry. He went, you've had major, major brain surgery. He went, 
you're not even able, supposed to be able to walk. And he went, are you superhuman? Or something, something, something crazy. And he went, let's go and do some tests. He went, because if you can go over there and get a pizza, he went, you might be able to go on. I went, please send me on. I don't want to be in here no more. I was causing riots in there as well. I was just, it was food. Was you doing like, what, was, what was you doing that week when you was in there? Like, was you doing anything to heal yourself or was you? No, at the time, I didn't know anything about it. I was partying like you. I was out raving every single weekend. So it was like spirit kicked me up the ass. And, um, but yeah, the minute I woke up from my uh, coma, I was like a brand, like it's just something different was in me. It was like, oh, this is, this is weird. All I cared about, all I just, all I could feel was love. And I was like, and before I was quiet, I had a lot of rage in me and stuff. I had a lot of stuff going on when I was young. How long so, have you been in a coma for, if you don't mind me asking? Well, only a couple of days. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, a couple of days. But the... As soon as I woke up and I got injured, like I got brought round, I was just like, I do not want to be that person. I'm not going to be that person anymore. It was complete, complete game changer for me. Everything. So that was the sort of, it was like it was just, just an instant awakening because I see myself hovering when I was in, in the bed. I could see myself like I was having an out of body experience. Like I was dead. They give me a two percent chance to live. Oh my god. Like I was literally dead um, and they brought me back round. I remember got like really just this big flash of light in the hospital and it was just like, it was really weird, really profound. Back, back then I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I didn't have a clue what it was, um, but yeah, I had a seizure and um, body stayed really convulsing and it was just that was it my whole family thought I was I was gone um but yeah so going back to the professor when I walked back in with the pizza he's like right what are you doing and at the time I was playing uh, semi-pro football I was boxing I was doing scaffolding at the time so I was super super fit um but he was like come on go and do some tests so he done some tests and he went you are not supposed to be doing this right now it was like, this is unheard. He said, I've never seen all the years that I've been doing brain surgery. I've never seen anyone recover like you've recovered. He went, this is not normal. And so he sent me home. I had to keep going back. So I had to keep going back every week. I, fitness that you had, though, sort of like mm, saved you. Like yeah, 100%. Yeah, my, yeah. Body, my body was super fit at the time. And I also now know now that I had a lot of angels watching over me and healing me and, and that, which I didn't have a clue at yeah, the time. Yeah, you're not going yet, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you, like you've got work, you've got work to do. So I, I basically went home and then it was just the start of a two-year hell, like being disfigured. I lost my girlfriend at the time. I lost, it couldn't work. Like it was just a pure downward spiral of, of just hell, complete and utter hell. Um, and one day I got on my hands and knees and I was just like, 
I need a miracle. I was crying and I was just like, just please give me a miracle. Please, I need to. I thought something doesn't change. Like, I'm going to, I don't, I probably wouldn't be here now. Um, it was so dark. It was just, it was awful. But all of a sudden, this wave of energy come like through me. And all I got was go to YouTube. Was it just go to YouTube? So I just started going to YouTube and it was like, the first thing that come up was like motivational speaking. And so it was like truly guided. Like, um, so I just started delving in and then I found like Tony Robbins and Bob Proctor. And I just started, I was like, okay, cool. So what are these guys doing? So I just started researching and watching video after video after video after video. Started doing affirmations, started writing things down, started just living a completely different life. And one thing led to another. And then again, someone said to me, I think you need about two years down the line. I was like, I think you need meditation. And they took me to a shamanic class where they were doing breath work. The, sh the shaman in the class was like a weekend retreat thing. It was, they were doing breathing with, he was on the drum breathing. <laughs> like, and I just absolutely went into the cosmos. And I'm like you, I used to chase the buzz. So I went into the cosmos and I was like, oh my God, what is this? <sighs> Completely blown away. And next thing, I just kept going back and going back and going back and going back. And I ended up getting trained by them. And, um, but yeah, the one thing led to another. And I've had several near-death misses as well, by the way. That just wasn't the one. So I've had multiple, multiple near-death misses. And uh, with drugs, I've been squashed by a lorry. I've uh, had. Was this all like going on while you was going through those two years, or was after? This... So you sort of found the breath work, you're getting trained up, and then yeah. But the thing is, I didn't know like about breath work then. I was just going, just thinking it was part of meditation as well. I didn't have a clue. I see. Didn't have a clue. And then one thing led to another. After every other next near death. It was some, something else just kept opening up for me. Another gift come, something else come, something else come. And then a few years ago, I got squashed by a lorry and I just was like, so it went into the breathing and just started breathing again. Sorry, when you say you got stuck, was you about walking? Was no, I was in, I was in a car. I was coming down to a roundabout, and it's like literally a couple of cars in front of me. So I was going fast, but this big juggernaut lorry just come up behind me and just boom, he whacked me up the arse. He was going so fast and squashed me into a, a big Jeep. And I had a Mercedes convertible at the time. My roof was down as well. And it was just like... And just literally the whole car constant thing. I smashed my shoulder and my shoulder and sting for six months. And um, it was just something kicked inside me. It was like, you need to breathe. So I just started going back into the breathing patterns and learning and going over it and over it. And then I started going and I was doing everything I could because I, I was hit with major panic attacks, another another near-death miss, why have I got to go through this again? 
like everything was just triggering me, just panic attack, panic attack, panic attack, panic attack. And it was, yeah, it was a very weird time, but it was everything I went to, like sound healing, Reiki, Rahani. I was going to all these different things. I was trying everything under the sun to, to heal. Every time I went to done some breath work, it was just like an instant acceleration on my healing. So I was like, this is, there is some power in this because every time I've done this over the 15 years or whatever, how many years it was, it's like, this has been the only thing that's really helped me. And obviously, and I was just like, okay, cool. And at the time I was doing, obviously doing some healing by this time as well. I was just doing shamanic healing and, and whatever. But I was just like, this is the only thing that has really accelerated my healing and helped me on all levels. So I just started studying it and doing course after course after course. I was like, right, I want to learn this. I was reading every single book possible, watching every video, like absolutely a man possessed, just immersing myself in knowledge and information, following all of the the biggest people out there. And then I just was like, this is what I need to do. My guides were basically just like, this is why you're here. <laughs> this is exactly why you're here. So, you know, when you said like you came out of the coma and something just felt different, like you just, uh-huh. and then obviously you sort of went for the dark stage. Did that, did that difference sort of try and pull you back into the old you or was you sort of having like, or was it just like you knew that something had changed? Because I just knew, yeah, something had changed, but, where I got this figure, I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't go out, I couldn't even, I weren't allowed to go and do anything. And at the time I was playing semi-professional football, so I weren't allowed to play football no more. Like football was my life at the time as well. So it was like, I couldn't box, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. Everything was just taken away from me, like completely. But now I know now, my worst day become my best day. It's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me because I wouldn't be here now if I hadn't have gone through that. So very grateful. And yeah, it's, a, it's truly a blessing. And like, do you do any sort of like physical sport or anything now? Or do you just sort of... No, I just, I just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> literally all day, every day. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. And with like, because you mentioned like Tony, like Tony Robbins is sort of like he's someone that sort of drops in at my peripheral. I, I don't know loads about him, but mm. um, he's a very big motivational speaker. Like my my friend, like absolutely loves him. And I said that you trained with his breathwork. Yeah, so so his breathwork coach Dan Brule. He's I done his course. I've done his courses. Um, so yeah, Dan's an amazing guy. He's he is the master of breathwork. Like he's been. 50 years of as a breathwork master wow. yeah like he trained tony robbins in breath um so yeah he's a incredible incredible guy um but yeah there's dan's dan's got a book called just i think it's just breathe um, i think that's the name of his but there's so many breathe books breathe yeah, this breathe i'm reading um james nestor's breathe. yeah james nestor's books and breathe yeah it's incredible 
but yeah I'll be interested if there's any sort of top books that you recommend for podcasts or things yeah absolutely I say to people you need to breathe like it's sort of convincing them that this is what they need to do because of course for some reason we're all so resilient or resistant to going into breath work yeah do you know what it is it's overlooked because it's so simple and because it's not a pharmaceutical thing it gets overlooked but what you gotta realize is breath work is ancient it goes back thousands of years and the highest beings who have walked this planet before us buddha jesus all done breath work wow like like, this is this this way more it's way bigger than we could ever comprehend breath work and breath work for me is like it's like the new yoga is that everyone yoga's been going on for all these years and everyone got so involved with yoga like you're a yoga instructor like it's that's it's your thing but what i see is that breath work's going to come in and there's so many people talking about breath work now so many people um trying breath work and getting curious about breath work and when we get curious about about the breath and when we actually connect to the breath we can radically change our lives like it's it's the gift it's the key to everything like it's our main nutritional source we can go for days without food and water you can't go two minutes without your breath so we're already the masters of our own breath. But do you, you breathe or do you really breathe? Mm-hmm. When you consciously breathe and you take time to just sit and even just washing the breath, that's part of breath work, breath awareness. That's the number one fundamental. Just being connected to the breath, watching the breath, learning the breath, see how it flows in and out of your body, see how every breath is different. And then consciously breathing. Just see how natural that is and how empowering that is. If you do that all day, which is what I do, I just walk around just breathing all day, no matter where I am, what I'm doing, I'm breathing. <laughs> and sometimes I'd even sit there and I'll, there's a method called Bruteco method where it's really quiet, very soft. And if I'm with a lot of people or I'll just sit and I'll practice that. And I'll just practice different techniques all day. This is why I've come up with my own technique now because it's like a mix of everything. Um, But yeah, the breath is literally the key to health, to relaxation, to energy. Like it can give us practically everything. I've sat there on a table with a group there was six of us on the table and one of my friends, she had a lump on her, her breast. We got rid of it in three minutes. We timed it. I said, I'm, I'll get rid of that right now. We got rid of it in three minutes. We timed it. Six people around the table. And it went and it just... Just, just never come back. Wow. She was about to go for a second appointment. Right, but we got rid of we see it dissolve. Need to film stuff like that. <laughs> Be amazing. Yeah, yeah but there, there were six of us around the table and every single person was just like, couldn't believe it. 
I think as well, like in yoga's defense, like I wasn't interested in yoga originally years ago and I only got into it because my body started to fall apart a little bit and I was drawn to the fast paced yoga stuff. And they always say like the pranayama, the breath comes before the asana, which is, which is the, you doing your poses. And it's only been since lockdown that discovering breath work, because I didn't meditate before breath work. I was two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. It's only because I was pretty much on the verge of another breakdown Mm. that literally begged me to try some breath work. And I still refused to do it for a week. And then when they finally looked at me that day, he was like, please just try this. And as a weed smoker and as was on propanolol and diazepam to sleep every night. And I thought, what is this bloody video on Facebook? So I clicked on it. And three months later, I'd done it every single night because it just took me to this body high. And slowly it just started to peel away all these things that I'd been worried about all the time and think. And I quit my job and I was like, oh, what are you worrying about? Like slowly, slowly, like my dopamine levels, my happiness were going up. And I was like, it's the breath. And that's one thing I always say to people now, people are like, oh, I can't meditate. I said, don't give a shit whether you can meditate or not yet. That's going to come normally later if someone's got a, a fast brain. I was of like, course. just do some breath work and hold your breath. You're going to feel epic. I don't care. <laughs> but what would you recommend as well? Because I've also noticed if people are really anxious, I was super anxious, but I started with the Wim Hof breathing, which was that too much. Yes, too should, much. Should be doing Wim Hof if you're anxious. And everyone goes to Wim Hof because he's got the most views on YouTube, right? But if you're anxious, big, heavy breathing is not the one. You need to be breathing very soft, very slow through the nose. Up the vagus nervous system, into the brain. So you're sending positive signals to the brain. Because if you are anxious and you've got trauma and you go in to that doing big, heavy breaths, your brain naturally goes, hold on a minute, we're in trouble here. That's why everyone says take a breath. And they're saying they could be saying completely the wrong thing. Yeah. Take a big breath. <gasps> no, you need to, especially through the mouth. Mouth breathing is detrimental. It is so bad for your health. It's unbelievable. Um, Wim Hof worked for me at the time because I was doing it at night and still smoking weeds. Mm-hmm. That I was relaxed. So yeah. weed would take away stress brain. So that's how I'd fall asleep. And then doing the Wim Hof, I was like, oh, I felt like first time I had a joint, super high. And I hadn't had that kind of high for years. That's why I've learned the hard way almost that for most people, if you're anxious, that doing that kind of fast breathing aggravates, um, almost going to aggravate the the nervous system a bit more. Yes, exactly. So we need to calm, you need to calm the nervous system down. So the more positive signals you can send up that, have that vagus nerve into the brain, nice and calm, nice and relaxed, and just really soft, slow. And you just know what a vagus nerve is, for example. So like- the, yeah, so the vagus nervous system is that probably it's our main nervous system that runs up the spine and it controls basically all the signals to the body. So the more positive signals you're putting into that, the more bo- more neurons are going to fire. A certain way within the body to tell the body and the brain that you're safe so the more we can calm that nervous system down 
And all our chakras run up our back as well. So everything is connected. So the more you breathe nice and soft and calm through the nose, you'll just naturally bring your energy down and you'll relax and you'll soften. That's the main thing about it as well, is softening. And the more, like I said, if you're doing a big, heavy breathing, it's intense. And it can also trigger trauma. So this is what I was saying in my class today, because I was talking about trauma, for example. And I always grew up thinking, even though I had a very strange upbringing, I class what I had was trauma. But I think it's understanding now that a trauma could be, like I said to the girls in class today, it could be a teacher bullying you at school, for example, that you've pushed down. It could be, you know, seeing something that you shouldn't have seen at a younger age. It could it could be anything. And yeah. it's going to bring up so what we, when we go for a trauma, the, the psyche splits and we block it out. And what we do is we repress it down. So from my understanding, when we do breath work is it's going to bring up old memories that we've probably put in a, cupboard locked it and thought we're never going to think about that again and all of a sudden people are sort of faced with this so yeah I think it's important to sort of know what kind of breath work you're doing because it can promote certain responses absolutely absolutely and that's the thing is just knowing how to to handle it and the more tools that you know obviously when things come up the bigger things become smaller things and you can handle things a lot a lot easier um Breathe, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, so when we are breathing, uh, it's very important to know that the more torture you have, as I was saying, the bigger problems become smaller problems. And knowing that you are safe, and when you're breathing, if anything comes up emotionally, anything trauma, anything that's really hurt you in the past, know that you're safe. That's the past. You're here. Be here in this very now moment. It can't hurt you no more. And this is where just finding that little bit of inner strength, that breath, allow the breath to just take you through as you're breathing. Just, you just keep breathing through it. And you're breathing through it. And you should, you just imagine a ball of light, a ball of love around that energy and just see it getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and, smaller and then it just it fades, out. fades away and then you just breathe it out. And just the more you breathe through the situation and you just keep on your pattern and you just keep on that, on that wheel breathing consciously and you just especially with like a rebirth breath work, which is one of my favorites. And you're just continuously on, you're just breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, you're through your nose or through the mouth, preferably through the nose, but it's very gentle, very soft, but it can also just allow you to work through that emotion. And again, like if we look at the animal kingdom, if any stress, worries, fears happen or anything to the animal, what do they do? They shake, right? Yeah, and animals shake. Nature, you'll see animals shaking. We don't. We suppress everything. So even there's a breathing technique that I've designed is, is actually you're, you're breathing and you shake at the same time to get that trauma really out. Like this is for someone who's got real deep trauma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just keep breathing through. Know that you are safe. That's the main thing is that you, whatever you're doing, it's just you and the breath. 
nothing, nothing can hurt you. You're just elevate. You're elevating your vibration and your consciousness. You're expanding your mind, and you're just releasing every every in breath. Fill yourself up with more positivity, more love, more healing energy. Every out breath, just release everything that doesn't serve you. Just keep breathing it out, breathing it out. Send it back to source of love, and just keep breathing and breathing. And then all of a sudden, you the bigger problems you'll just naturally go, and your body will get into such a high vibration. Negative energy cannot live in that body. Mm. I think um, I was actually at a yoga retreat this weekend, and it was really interesting because when I've had things come up, and all of a sudden, this it's like can be a wave of emotion. And as someone, I didn't used to show my emotions. I didn't used to cry. I used to put everything away. Whereas this weekend, when I went, like I just surrendered, and anything that came up, I had a good old cry, and I breathed it out, and it all released. But it was super interesting because there were some people there that were so like trying to not be vulnerable, like trying to. It was almost like it's like a bit of a oh my god, all this stuff's coming up. I don't know how to handle it. And no, we don't normally feel like this. And you shut it down again. And that's what originally happened to me years ago when I went to one of my first retreats, and mm. I had this emotional release. And it wasn't even from breathwork for example it was just from a class and some meditation some gentle breathing my heart just felt like it just burst open and it freaked me out and I then refused to meditate for two years after that because I was like what is this stuff um, I, I don't want to feel that and I was like I'm I don't because I used to see crying as a sign of weakness and uh, now I understand crying is a way for us to shed old toxins and old trauma Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of knowing if you're going to do like if you're going to start with breath work like I think be somewhere comfortable as well because you might have an emotional release you know and it's also okay to be vulnerable in front of other people as well but it is a lot when it first comes out like I, I I was trying to get out of the yoga room the door was locked I didn't have no tissues I was like oh I just and I literally went to bed that night and didn't even come down to breakfast the next day because I was in I was so like I can't handle this again it's a trauma yeah I got, got traumatized though so he didn't meditate for two years because of an emotion that come up for you because one, you probably didn't know how to handle it at the time, and two, the instructors that you probably with probably wasn't up to handling it either, or something. You know, and again, they've left they've left you to be like in that state, not comforting you, not making you safe. I think it's because I didn't talk about it as well, so I didn't even give her a chance. Where okay. what I really like this weekend, for example, one of the ladies, I could tell she just looked a bit distressed, and I was just like, "They think okay." And it's just, then she sort of said that. And I was like, okay, well, I felt like this too. And, you know, it's great because women can do this. Women can sort of, you know, I'm a very open book anyway now. And I, you know, but I've noticed as well, like for men, like to be vulnerable with other men, it's like a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Well, because the thing is when you pop that Pringle lid and those emotions start coming through, like, I think that unless you really like bury it back down, it's going to be, popping up depending on how much you you've got and like what's your support network and who you sort of who are you talking to and who because you do need almost like for me I'm lucky when it all started coming through at the beginning of lockdown I was gifted lots of people that came into my life and you know I found things like I got introduced to things like tapping havening I was microdosing I learned more breathwork techniques so I had now I've got this whole toolkit that just needs my human body 
I don't need to take, I know I've been off all my medication now since January and I was medicated since I was 16. So that's like 20 years of meds. I actually had a client who 20 years of meds and she was on 90 tablets a day. She worked with me for two weeks. I got rid of, she got rid of everything. She threw everything in the bin. Everything, two weeks. So what would you sort of suggest then for someone that's like, got no, they've got some shit going on. Like, no, they've got some stuff they're buried a bit deep and yep. they want to start this journey, but we don't want to be overwhelmed because it's sort of like, how can we, how can we sort of navigate through this without going like all or nothing? Yeah, of course. Take little steps. So important. Start with a couple of minutes a day. Mm. Wake up in the morning and just take some nice conscious breaths. Gratitude. I'm so grateful for this new dawn, new day, new opportunity for me to create a new reality for me because that doesn't serve me anymore. Mm. It doesn't align with who I am and who I want to become. Like, this is what I want to be. Have a clear intention of what you want to be. A journal. Journaling is some real power in putting your pen to a paper and writing down your emotions. It's just like it naturally comes out. You write everything down, every single feeling. Journaling for me was mega. So, so big. Um, yeah, write it down. Write down, and then write down exactly what you want. Yeah. how you want it to be and start open up your heart as if it's done so feel in your emotions feelings the thoughts of that is who i am and stop but if you can't believe it absolutely believe that is who i am that is what i'm going to become and you just you live it start acting as if until yeah. it becomes and you just it's a visualization technique you can do some breath holds which is what i teach and you know everything i do when we do our breath holds and retention hold which is amazing for healing the cells and everything from within so there's more a lot of science with breath holds um, it's so important to even just go through the day and have a little breath hold longer you hold in your breath the bigger your lungs get more access you can clear more toxins and poisons from the body but when you are there we got to realize in between every breath if you start doing breath awareness you'll notice there's a gap between every breath and that little gap is the now moment so if you're taking a pause and you're holding your breath 45 seconds to a minute you're there in a very our moment there is no past there's no future we're just right now we're one with the universe so you can create anything you want in that very now moment so you start visualizing if you don't get a clear picture speak it speak it in the mind so your subconscious starts picking it up reprogram your subconscious mind to exactly what your life should be what you want it to be just keep doing it and doing it doing it repeating it repeating it repeating it and just reprogram your subconscious mind till you get it i think um the, 
the problem is that with today's society is where we're so like, right, I've got to go here, I've got to do this, I've got to get this done. So our front brain is just constantly constant. And that's what I found with the breath retention and holding the breath. It just pressed calls on my brain. And I was like, huh, I'm really here. Like, it was just like, this is amazing. And I'm like, so at the moment I'm doing your 21 day um, breath work. What's the challenge called again? Breath of fun. Breath of fun. Breath of fun. On, breath on. Yeah. So, and each night like we're doing different, different breath work techniques and what I really love is that you're doing like I do the same thing in my yogas but you're programming us or you're asking us to almost inquire like what is it that you want to manifest like you know bring it into that mind I'm someone that when I close my eyes I see darkness mm-hmm. I've had it pre-trauma five years ago I used to see all the geometric colors and shapes and stuff like that so I know I know it's going to come back eventually but most of us are told, oh, you know, you're not going to see it. But it doesn't matter because I can feel it and I can feel that emotion. I can feel, you know, what's it going to be like when I'm doing all of these, I don't know, teaching in Ibiza and doing breath work and all this. Stuff. So I can feel that energy. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I can feel what that sensation is going to be like to embody it. And it doesn't matter if you can't see it. And I know I'm chasing that a little bit because I'm waiting for that moment when I have that, that breakthrough. Because I know a lot of us call it like a breakthrough moment when you sort of astral project or leave your body and there's probably a part of me that's a little bit scared to like really really leave my body just doing it through breath and drug free because that actually really means this this stuff's really real like you can go flying around the world Uh, yeah i've been you name me i've been there with the breath (laughs) literally everywhere the girls this weekend one of them and i flew home in and i was i went and saw this and then i flew to this country and i was like so jealous but i know it's gonna come and i'm i am I, I know that i've seen things like without taking drugs as well before so i know it's possible so it's like but what i really like about what you're doing is each night there's a different breath work um, i have no idea how long it's gonna be um and i just have to surrender to the whole freaking thing and i'm like well it's gonna be whereas i've, I've noticed now like last night i got into bed and i thought i'm, I'm gonna do it in bed I've got a weighted blanket as well so I feel comfortable I ah here we go so I get very very hot when I'm doing a lot of breath works and I think I'm burning some serious body fat oh my god like if you want the number one way to lose lose fat breathe I promise you now you will shed weight like But just to like, so a lot of people, when we say conscious breathing, like, because most of us are breathing from our chest because we've got where our our nervous system's in like um, sympathetic mode, so we're in fight, flight, or freeze. So we're taking these little short breaths at our chest. Yeah, that's dysfunctional breathing. Very, very dangerous for the body as well. Unless you're actually running from your lion, then you're going to need those kind of breaths, I guess, but it's not (laughs) happening. But if we can learn to breathe more from the belly and then create that space, that's where the fat burning is going to really come in because the body goes into rest and digest mode. So like, so I said to one of my clients, I was like, just get, she said that her husband finds it difficult to exercise. I was like, well, start with breath. But it is a discipline as well. Like even when I, I can feel the resistance each night when I go to bed and I think, oh, I've got the breath work tonight. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh my God, like I know I'm going to feel amazing afterwards, but Mm. I can feel my ego going, no, no, let's not do that. Let's stay over here and not develop. So it it is, you know, and I know it's a muscle that it's going to take to train to say, actually, eventually it's going to surrender and say, this is good for us. Of course, by the end of the 21 days and when we finish the 21 days, you'll be going, I want to do a breath work tonight. 
because you've created that habit. Well, I do every morning. Every yeah. morning. Now. No, you're very disciplined. I am, but do you know what? It's I notice as well with the breathwork. It's almost like if you don't do it consistently, if you don't do breathwork for one or two days, like your breath retention starts going down really mm. rapidly. But it's it's really interesting to sort of see like you can not deteriorate is the wrong word, but you can sort of regress a little bit. Or if you're feeling a bit tired. And they say as well, if you're yawning too much, like that's your body's way of saying it's, it's a, I know you're releasing energy, but it's also a way of your body's saying like, we're a bit pooped tonight. Like, can we, can we allow it or? Yeah, of course, we'll wait till I teach you yawning breath. Yeah, I'm excited when you said that last night, I was like something else. To, like, I love to learn. Like, so I'm, I love the fact that you're doing 20, I'm guessing it's going to be 21 days of different stuff. And that's, yeah. that's amazing. Like, thank mm. you. Um, There was something else that I wanted to, oh that's it so when we met as well, I wanted to touch on this today because it's something that a lot of people are sort of talking about and slowly integrating or coming in and when we first met um after doing the ceremony um we spoke about tantra mm-hmm. and, breath. and just to give you like I've, I've sort of filled you in but other people like I'm very when it comes to like sex drive and things like that like I have a particularly low sex drive I don't feel like that is normal but I feel like there's things that have probably happened in my past and things that have sort of created that barrier. And it's almost like I feel a bit like I don't know how to connect to myself properly. And it also can affect like a lot of relationships as well. And mm-hmm. I notice like perhaps at the beginning of a relationship, like the energy will be very different. And then something just sort of shifts. And it's just like I don't want to phys- be physical with someone or I back away from it. So we spoke a bit when you said like you know if you thought about doing tantra and when you said that to me you was like the third person that sort of mentioned it in a few weeks so I was like I think maybe I should explore what this is and I wonder if you could just give everyone maybe a little bit of information because it's obviously it's breath work and it's connection to the body and there's almost like that what's the taboo about it and and stuff like that yeah perfect I'm not obviously I'm not a tantra expert um but i just obviously through the breath work learning that and um obviously practice it in the past it's it's just something that's very central um something that you can connect to and it's obviously ties in with kundalini a lot as well so if you do kundalini and you've awakened your kundalini or you want to awaken your kundalini that and tantra will go hand in hand like that means someone because like kundalini is like a form of like breath and yoga yes so kundalini is our life it's our sexual energy it's our life force it's it's your it's your drive like so you're you're saying your drive is a little bit low so there's obviously a block within your kundalini right so you'd have to for me that'd be working deep down into the root into the sacral and working with them sexual energies working with that and breathing into them them chakras and really releasing any blocks any debris any trauma that might be around them um obviously you do a lot of yoga so do you feel that your root and sacral are open and active or do they feel closed and small so i feel because growing up um the environment didn't always feel safe or like there was a lot of blocks like with finances and there was i had a lot of therapy on relationships as well and one of the questions she asked me was you know how was love shown in your house? Like, what did you see with your parents, for example? And there was no love. So growing up, I didn't 
see that. It was a very separate household. Like my dad would sleep on the sofa most days. And but it was very much, it was just my mum my and me and my brother. So there was no, I didn't see what love should sort of look like. And I never saw touch properly like that yeah. between, between a partnership. Yeah. So I guess then trying to go into relationships, like we've just either had that or what's shown on the TV. Fortunately, I wasn't someone that got heavily into like porn or anything like that as well. So then you get that misconception as well. But yeah, well, porn's very evil. You should yeah. stay, stay away from that anyway. Sorry. I'm super grateful that it wasn't something. Yeah, that's... it's so evil. It's it's the darkest energy. Oh, yeah. But it's almost like um I'll sort my camera out. Sorry, it just goes a bit weird every now and again. Um but it almost me and then I think because of that block I then developed bulimia so that was a way for me to control my environment because I didn't always feel safe so it was a way of bringing control in so and they say like that develops in the sacral chakra as well so where your womb is and I had loads of problems with my periods growing up but I've got polycystic of course, ovaries yeah, of course this is all, all stems back so for me straight away I'm getting in a child healing right we need you need to go back and really nurture your little inner child and I've been doing really, I've been doing a lot. I can imagine, I can imagine. And it's um but yeah, it's just something you need to to work through. And I feel that especially doing the breath retention. So when you're doing the breath retentions, you're pulling the energy up from that root all the way up and you're putting your belly button in and you pull your stomach muscles so you're tightening your stomach muscles and you're pulling your belly button in so it's like a as you do this as you breathe in and you're putting your belly button back you're putting that kundalini energy up through the spine and up so this will awaken your kundalini so the more breath holds and the tension you do will naturally help awaken that that kundalini once it's sort of awoken is that like because again it sounds quite scary like what does that mean or like okay so when it awakens you might feel basically it's a representation of a it's a serpent energy right the mother serpent it's deep within so you might feel it like a snake coiling up your body wow all right and if you feel this it is the most euphoric sensual feeling you're probably ever going to get it's it's incredible what you can do with the tantra breath tantra is obviously normally done with a partner um because you breathe together so you, you become in tandem with the with the partner and you can practice putting up the energy through your body through your chakras and you just breathe <sighs> and it's like because a lot of am i gonna fully clothed yeah you can what you do you'll you'll hold each other so you 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 can hold each other so if you're with a partner so you hold each other you're cuddling each other and you just breathe with each other and you go in like in a complete cycle of breath and you just get in complete tandem with each other and what happens is the vibration just takes you into this euphoric magical mystical moment so do some breath work together first and then you could like to really raise your vibration and then you go in and you just start breathing together and you can even do it as one breathes in the other one breathes out and you just and you work in tandem with or you work together with exactly the same breath um and you're just working on that sexual energy and it just becomes very central very 
it's quite touchy, quite feely, because um, obviously if you're holding each other, you're feeling each other, but you should always be heart to heart as well. So if you're cuddling, it should be left side. So you're putting the heart on heart, and then that way the hearts connect. And when hearts, con when hearts connect, you get that magic. Right. It's like a heart coherence probably i bet yeah exactly so when you have that heart coherence and you're breathing exactly the same time in exactly the same rhythm the vibration of both of you become one and especially if people are in twin flame relationships soulmate relationships especially twin flame relationships um yeah it's it's very very powerful uh but you can do it on your own obviously as well but obviously it's not as sensual but for yourself you're just you can either have your hand on your heart and you can just you're just breathing in a cycle in a rhythm and you keep putting that kundalini energy up from the root and you're just taking some nice breath out <sighs> And you're just breathing in. It's the same way you can do, you can do it through the nose. And you just get into a rhythm and you'll just naturally just start, start playing with the breath, experiment with the breath as well. Like there's no wrong or right. It's breathing at the end of the day. So listen to what your body is telling you. It's the number one thing, breath awareness. So the more you tune in and connect to the breath and you see how your body breathes, that's when you start picking up the senses. As you pick up the senses, you start raising your vibration and your consciousness. And then you can start tuning in and you can start making them longer breaths up and shorter breaths. And you can let the, just allowing the breath to flow through the body and watching it. Mm. <sighs> I feel like it will be something I want to explore, obviously on my own first, because again, it's being that vulnerable and it's almost like it feels a bit like some people be like, oh, it sounds a bit weird or a bit hokey pokey. And, but I definitely, because at that ceremony, after when we did the breath work, that's what I said to you, like, I felt like, I'm not going to lie, I felt like I was going to have an orgasm. And I was like, I'm just breathing. Like, and I, I was like, oh my God, it almost like, it was like, this feels amazing. But like, I need to, what is this, this energy that I've created just from laying in a hammock, swinging around, doing some breath work and just sort of opening that energy to go in. Yeah, exactly. So experiment, go back into that breath you was doing on that night. Cause I know you was doing some, some uh, arms and vibrational work with the throat as well, right? Yes, correct. So, so when you're vibrating and obviously bringing up the oms, the oms is obviously the sound of, of the yeah, universe. I was, I was humming away. Mm. I, was <laughs> I actually thought it was a phone vibrating. Oh, well, it, could, it could have actually been a vibrator. <laughs> in the hammock, I swear to God, I had my ear, thumbs in my ears and I had holes in my head and I was just humming. I was like, this feels amazing. I just let my body just do whatever yeah, it so needs what you're doing, you're, you're putting that vib extra vibration into the body, right? Into the cells, into the bones, into all of your chakras. So again, your body resonated with that and something ignited within you for that. So again, that's experimenting and playing with the breath and finding what's right for you and your body.
you know some people might really just need that big breath some people might need a really soft gentle breath it all depends on your personality as well right so if you're a strong person a tiny little small breath might not work for you but again it could be the total opposite you could be a really big strong person and a tiny little breath could really send you to the cosmos it's like it's it's finding what's right for you and your body because uh, everyone is different we all have our own breath signature like we have our own fingerprint wow okay every single person has their own breath print interesting mm, so we all breathe differently Every single person has their own signature, but we're all connected to the breath. Every single one of us, we're in an absolute abundance. We never have to worry about where our next breath is coming from, but every single one of us is connected to the breath because we all breathe. No, I know it's with breath as well. Is I, It helps if there's pain. So, like, I've smashed my foot uh, doing a handstand the other year, and where I've been doing the Wim Hof, I've just went into a big breath in and held my breath and I held it and I held it and I held it. And then I was like, that just took the pain away. And that's how I got, did the cold showers as well. I was like, if I hold my breath in the shower, doesn't hurt as much. Now, when I do like some deep fascia release, I take a breath in, I hold, but it's almost like, does it shut the pain receptors off or does it sort of. You're basically, you're distracting the mind, right? Hmm. It's a distraction. The same as when you do a counting breath and you're breathing in two, three, four, five, out, two, three, four, five, just for example, all of a sudden you're distracting the mind. So if you've got the monkey mind, you've got the anxiety going on, if you start counting breaths, all of a sudden you're distracting the mind. And the more calmer you are, the more softer you are, going back to our very very beginning, all of a sudden, there is no monkey mind. And when you're, again, breath awareness, when you're watching the breath, then thoughts can't come in because you're concentrating on watching the breath. If you're when just you pure... say watching the breath, what, do, what, because I was, I meant to ask you this the other night, you say like, watch the breath. Am I meant to follow it? Like, yeah, follow every, every little bit, follow it coming up the nose, down the throat, down the body, feel the belly rising and softening. See where it goes in the body. Right. Now just shut your eyes for a minute and then just, just watch your breath. See how it flows in. See if it's cold or warm. Feel the sensations. Feel it coming down the body, back up the body. Does it swell? Does it go straight down? Does it, does it move quick? Does it move slow? Does it leave the body fast? Does it leave the body warm? Does it leave the body cold? really watching every little aspect of it and really feel the sensations yeah, just sort of like i feel like in my cheeks this sort of energy is just going and i feel like lately because i'm doing a lot of like stuff with the masculine feminine like i feel like i've almost got like a hand over this side where this side feels so light and i was like i feel that's a lot of it's almost like this side feels wonky and heavier my yeah. right side so i was like i feel like there's an energy that needs to clear. just get your hand just yeah, just. I've been doing that because I was like, it feels so heavy. It feels like someone's going like that. Yeah, it's just smooth. Yeah, just move the energy of your hand, like get into the cells and just mm. clean it. You might need a good smudge. I think I do. I think I've got crap 
the other week the twice like doing yours and then all this stuff come around this mad trauma response and I was like but obviously I'm aware that this stuff's going to happen now and I was like what didn't expect that tonight went in yeah. with this intention of it was going to be this kind of thing and I got something else and I was like it's cool because I I really every time now I have these kind of responses I'm like good I'm shedding old shit that I don't want to carry around me anymore so I'm just setting that intention and to bring new positive and just yeah. good myself and my life I think I feel like I've sort of covered yeah the only thing I wanted to ask was about um because obviously one of the hot words last year and it's sort of led into this year is like DMT and we did some I've missed that one the other night I've got to do and catch up like some DMT breath work but you having your near death and your all the things that happened they say like you have people have like a DMT release which is what kind of creates that spiritual awakening in a lot of us and obviously no one kind of wants to get hit by a scaffolding to have this sort of no, of course. But you um did some breath work to sort of create that in the body. So maybe you could explain what it would feel like to have a DMT release and what Yeah, DMT so DMT is DMT is dimethyltryptamine. So when we're born or when we die, we release dimethyltryptamine, DMT into the body. It's like a fl- rush of euphoria into the body. So we normally we only get it like two big influxes in our life. But our lungs are the main thing that produces DMT. We've got the pineal gland, the third eye produces DMT. Okay. So when we connect the lungs and the third eye together, we can we can, can open up and release DMT into the body, which will give you your mystical experience. This is where you might get light shows, you might get visions, you might get get everything. Um, so with DMT breathing, obviously um, it's natural. It's it's from us, okay? Um, it's a very, very powerful breath. It's quite intense. So if you're epileptic or you're pregnant, please do not do this breath. Like... <laughs> Do not do this breath, like hands down. Uh, but yeah, on my app, I've got I've got a whole section of DMT breathing. Uh, yeah, so there's loads on there. Uh, but yeah, DMT breathing is about. See, a lot of people going to DMT breathing where they'll just go and try and get there within seconds, right? So, what I've learned from my own experience is building up the energies starting off slow get the lungs working get the blood flowing around the body let the body do what it needs to do and be patient because the more patient you are the the better the build up and then you just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breath holds are really important for the dmt because you're building up that energy within you're focusing on your third eye you've got all of that carbon dioxide in the body Carbon dioxide is not just a waste gas. It helps move the blood into the cells, helps split all of the blood, helps kill off all of the bad cells. So this is how we, we can, when we do breath work, we are literally transforming from the inside on a cellular level, like dynamic. So be gentle, build up the energy, build up the energy. And then it's like, like doing exercise. You wouldn't just go and do... 100 meter sprint right you need to warm up you need to get the body working 
same with anything you do with yoga, it's just building up the energies, right? And you start stretching, the more you stretch, the more you become more flexible and the more, as you go through your session, by the end of the session, you're going to be doing a lot more than you did at the start, right? So build up, warm up the body and then really just be gentle, be gentle, be gentle and then start getting a little bit more intense. But breath work for me is always about we don't heal trauma with trauma. So if you're going in with big, that big, heavy breath to start, all of a sudden it might kick off that emotional release and all of a sudden you're scared, you're panicking, is something going on. So the more gentle you are on yourself, be being kind and you're just breathing through the motions and all of a sudden you're just going to naturally start opening up that DMT in the lungs and it's going to start flooding into the blood. You're going to open up the pineal gland and the third eye is going to go, whoosh. So it's all about building up, building up. Normally about 40 minutes. If I'm with someone like in person, one-to-one, 40, 45 minutes, like I can literally time it to a T with people. Uh, I can see how they're breathing. Some people might be a little bit longer. Um, I've had other people go in like 10 minutes to 15 what, minutes. Like that. She goes in in 10 minutes. Like, gone. Um, what? I can, I can really see how people's emotions, everything, just by their breath, right? So if I'm with you in person, I can take people into a journey and we can literally, about 40, 45 minutes is normally a key point. And then you just do some nice breath holds and you just keep building up that energy, building up that energy, building up that energy. And then you just go. Mm. It is the most magical, beautiful, euphoric um, feeling you'll probably ever get. And away with the fairies you go. <laughs> and then what I've found, like, because I haven't had like the big breakthrough naturally doing it yet. But- yeah. Just by working with like breath hold and stuff, naturally what's happened is I generally feel better and better each day. And I generally, generally feel like I'm naturally high most days. Of course. Of course. If 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 every single person knew breath work, like real breath work, and not there's so many people going, I'm a breath work facilitator, breath work facilitator, but a lot of them haven't got a clue and they're only teaching one technique whereas if the more techniques you learn and know the more you can help your people because you never know you could be in a session someone needs something completely different and you rather than teaching the one thing um but again it's breathing and it's no wrong or right really but it's having that toolkit again to go into and helping people but the the, the thing of getting people into that that space of being safe and knowing that you're building up that energy you're taking on that journey and the breath holds and doing the work every day it just brings you so much health like the health benefits of breath work are incredible and like i say if every single person knew breath work there'd be no sickness in the world i agree no sickness like and pharmaceutical companies just all they want to do is pump you as well charge us for breathing can we so of course it's free it's our gift it's it's divine gift so yeah learn how learn how to breathe take your time with it 
um yeah so where, can, um, where can people find like so you've got an app so what? yeah so we've got an app breathe, breathe to heal app um come get on board it's, it's 5.99 a month i'm on there twice a day live uh, so it works out to 20p a day uh, it's ridiculously cheap yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to be doing um hopefully we're swapping on some platforms yes. and stuff, so absolutely i can't wait What's your event coming up in, well, like sort of January, we've got some yoga, we've got some breath work. Yeah, so we've got a, another event on January the 30th, if anyone wants to get on board, um, private shamanic healing, uh, sound healing, yoga, breath work. Uh, yeah, and and I'm online all day as well, so you can follow me on Breathe to Heal. And, um, same with my people, if people want to follow you, how do people want to follow, people follow you? So yeah, my lot. Um, I'm on my app, the Mikado Method, and you can find that on Wix. So you can download that as well. I'm teaching like mornings and a couple of evenings, and all my classes are on catch up, like yours are as well. Mm-hmm. And um, just one last thing, what I was thinking, like, what's you know, what's your vision for 2022? Like, what's you know, where where do you sort of see this year opening for you? Like, like let's let's put it out there to the universe. Okay, so we we we're creating a new earth. We're creating a new earth. We're bringing healers together. We're going to absolutely create a community of thousands and thousands of people to come together to raise the vibration and frequency of the consciousness of ourselves all on the path of ascension. And we're going to help Mother Earth do the same. And it, this is the year of magic. This is the year of transformation, absolutely transformation. And the year of you bringing your gifts and talents to the world. And don't let anything stop you this year because this is the year we absolutely thrive. The year 20, just the fact that I, again today, by the way, it's the 1111 portal today on the 22nd year. So today is a mega, mega portal. Um, If you want to manifest anything today, do it today. Write it down and get it in there and out to the universe um yeah my goal is to um i just i want to help thousands and thousands it's not my goal it's my it's my soul's mission this is why i'm here i'm here to help thousands of people into the path of ascension and this is the year we're going to do it i think this year as well i said like one of the girls everyone's like oh i have to work and i can't do the online it's like this is excuses this is the year right if you want to start changing your reality and creating your reality start start doing some breath work i think yoga is a massive gateway as well like it's, of course yoga's yoga, yoga breath work together is next level that's it and just changing your mindset and just putting tools in to start thinking and start thinking actually this isn't i'm not accepting this anymore and but it's down to me to start making changes and you can start doing this like, i quit my job after doing three months of wim hof okay that would not have happened. This was no drugs, nothing else. I hadn't even started microdose or anything back then. It was just from breath work and taking uh, action on going, I'm going to do that course, for example. And bang, something just shifted in me. And it's been hard. And at times I'm like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. And I shit myself and I go back and then the universe goes, yeah, yeah, you're fine. So, I, you know, you're dancing, but it's fun. I'm having fun with life again. And Good. I've been, again, I've been really serious really boring for so many years like you've met me a totally totally different person but you know breath work got me in like that I've been doing yoga for years 
I didn't even meditate then, like, but breath work began that journey for me. So if that's one thing I say to people, just start with breath work and like Joby's breath work's amazing. He's got an app and he's doing his 21 day um, bits and he's got a YouTube channel as well. So, and I say to people, you know, even if it's, I start with nine minutes a night, you know, you can't argue with nine minutes. And I know some do five, five, but you know, if you want to make a difference, so it's 101 uh, January 11th, I was like, manifest your reality and, and get this down. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's your goal for this year then? <sighs> I'm not keen on the word goal. I'm more like, I think... What's your intention for this my year? My intention and my aspirations is just to co-create with as many... Because I used to, I think I had to do everything on my own, you know. Um, everything has to be independent. and so I, about I, collab. And it, it's great because it's got me where I've got to today. But I was like... I love working with people, it turns out, but I have to work with the right kind of energy. And I just have a vision for doing like retreats all over the UK and abroad and just also having fun with my life. Because like I said, I didn't do anything for myself. Like Christmas this year was the first time I took two weeks off in two and a half years. I'd have just been taking Sundays off. Like I'd stopped going away. I've stopped doing things for me. So this year is about me having fun with my journey and also helping as many people on this path and helping myself grow while I help others grow and just creating and just just laughing as much as I can and just it's all about laughter if you aren't laughing you're not eating you're not empowering yourself if you're not one thing I really really and I put it on my vision board so I've done a vision board um beginning of this year as well is to really really not perfect but really sort my posture out because I think Posture. I thought he was going to say sort my laugh out. Um, <laughs> posture out because you know what? I think the spine is the governor to so many things, and the and the more we align the spine, like the more magical stuff sort of happens. So that's a big, big. Um, I say that is a goal. That is a big goal for me to work towards. Is my posture. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, and we hope you've enjoyed that episode. And. I'm going to pop sure. all the stuff in the information down below and just if you can follow us and what and your Instagram handle, I'm going to put Joby's Instagram handle and everything on there as well. And any questions, like get in touch with us, but we will speak to you all soon. Thank you. And, um, See you later. Yeah. Stop.